Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. That's the beginning of the podcast. Every time I've ever done the beginning of this podcast for the last three, four years, there's been a song. But today there is no song. Today there is only heartache and pain, suffering, anguish, because today we know what it feels like. I keep waiting for things to change, for the old Manchester United to come, and I'm beginning to wonder whether it'll ever come. That'll be at the heart of our podcast tonight. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Wherever you are around the world, welcome to the Manchester United podcast. As we lament what has gone, we mourn what used to be. And one day there will be a chink in that darkness and we'll see a light at the end of the tunnel. Has ever a podcast started off so darkly, so dismally? My name's Eddie Nestor. Your name, Ben, is what? Well, my name's Ben Paul. <laughs> Man- like. Manchester United <laughs> supporter and Robert Meekin is over in Manchester. I imagine it's cold, windy, rainy in uh, Manchester tonight, sir. As beautiful and Mediterranean as ever, of course, Eddie. <laughs> and I do love your, I love your funereal tone. I always enjoy that. That's, that's your Queen Mother is Dead voice you practiced for years. <laughs> well, you still got it. I just you still got it. I just seen this thing at work. Okay, so if you're just tuning into the podcast for the very first time, I work for the BBC, and apparently I, I've just read. It's I've been there twelve years, and I've only read it. Uh, if, if any of the first layer of the royal family pass away in Britain, my job is to turn off my mic and hand to another station. So absolutely, I have nothing to say uh, let's hope uh, anybody passing away uh, is not what i have to announce but right now uh, a fluid fantastic magnificent hopeful football that lasts to the 94th minute and only uh, you know are we beaten by time that's all gone ben the, the, that thing well, no, that we've waited here, that's well, arsenal well yeah but that thing oh goodness did you see that and who scored it as well don't get me started. So here's, here's the thing, right? I've probably been as optimistic as anybody on this podcast. So today is a difficult day because you don't expect to lose conceding two goals to Sunderland. No, you don't. Some of the poorest, the poorest defence in the, in, the, in the Premier League. But I, would, I wanted to be as dour as you, Eddie, but 
you've beaten me to it, so I've got to play the other guy. And I think, you can't get any lower than this. Things have got to change. He's got to go out. He's got to go. He's got to leave. I think that discussion's more or less been had now. Because what you want, Robert Meekin, is when you've had a, a, a poor result, and indeed the draw before this was not the result we would have wanted, allowing uh, Chelsea to come back in, and Chelsea aren't the team that they were, you want a reaction, don't you? And we didn't get a reaction because you don't expect to have to... At Sunderland have beaten us before, of course. But you, you expected a reaction, and a reaction didn't come. No, and I don't think any of us would claim for a second to be surprised by that dismal performance because we've been there so many times this season. Obviously, before Angie, it was a game we obviously expected to, to win, but that was that was a, that was that gutless, disorganised, dispirited Manchester United we've seen far too many times this season. The same team that got rumbled at Stoke City, you know, a few weeks back at Christmas. That sort of Manchester United that's turned up far too frequently recently. It was a truly, truly depressing performance. They're, they're schizophrenic because that yeah. was the same team that we had against yep. Chelsea that, that was so dominant. That was the same team virtually that, that yep. brushed aside Stoke. You kind of think there's momentum. Surely it's time mm. to build, but no. No, I mean, when, when, when I, I mean, I was only half joking because throughout, even when Moyes was there and, and, and now, you know, I've kind of waited for the real Manchester United to turn up because it's a team of magnificent skill. We know that. And what the manager stroke coach does is to, you know, pull all that together so that it's more than the sum of its individual parts. But you're waiting for it. And you, even when we were in second, third, fourth place in the Premiership, you always felt that we weren't playing to our potential. And you, and you felt that something else was... If we could string six, seven, eight games together, then anything was mm. possible. Now... I don't even see how we can get in the top four, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, no, it's very difficult to see that. I mean, at the moment, we're because of the gap. I mean, third place, Arsenal, uh, you know, 51 points. Four, you know, fifth place, Manchester United, 41 points. We're 10 behind. We're actually presently, in theory at the moment, relying on catching City. Relying on City being so inept to fall out the top four, which is very, very hard to believe. I do wonder, from Van Hal's point of view, he will probably be arguing to the hierarchy that we've played 26 games and we've got 12 left. There's 36 points to play for and we're six behind. But yeah, I, I, at the moment it's very difficult to be optimistic. And as you say, very difficult to believe Manchester United are capable of putting together any semblance of consistency that would, would mean we, we won a large chunk of those 36 points. Very difficult to see presently. That's the thing. We need seven more points than City out of the remaining 36 points. That yeah. is unlikely. Our best chance yeah. of Champions League football next season is to win the Europa League. That is a fat chance. The man has is, mm. is is got 14 points out of 39 potential. He's got three wins out of the last 13, out of 13 yeah. games. The man is a death eater. He's like, in Harry Potter, he's a death eater. They can be success, they can be buoyant, but that man can walk into that room and suck the life out of, and the individuality out of all those players. And, they're left and without the charisma of Ray Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's his philosophy. And you have to buy into his philosophy. He stopped saying that now. I mean, he's hugely entertaining at the press conferences. But... Uh, Last week I mentioned you were, but I mentioned the fact that there might be a way out for everybody with a little dignity if they come fourth. No, work, work with me. Man City, by the way, what did? How did they do against Leicester? And then how did they do uh, against mm. Tottenham? So we've had it with Manchester United. Sir Alex says he's going. Our team going to three four because there's nothing to play for. 
And there's nobody to play for. And, 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 and the idiots at Man City that decided with their team in four different competitions to announce that Pep Guardiola was coming. <laughs> it, it just, you know, these guys have billions of pounds and yet they, they, they don't have any common sense. And now they are... Because who galvanises them now? And, and the reason I'm talking so much about the noisy neighbours, is that were there four teams above us that were playing magnificently well, mm. you'd worry. You've got Southampton, Everton, Liverpool behind us. No, they're they're going to do whatever they do. But actually, you know, if you were being optimistic, we might catch Man City. Well, all I can think of is the Faustino Aspria concept. When Newcastle were riding high again, um, those, all those years ago, they were riding high top. They were going to win the league, and they thought, do you know what? Let's find one more extra player to make sure we do it. They bought Faustino Espria, and the, the team went into free fall. Let's hope the same thing is going to happen with the announcement of Pep as the city manager. Yeah, well, it, it's not, yeah, because he isn't playing on the pitch. It's about playing for the manager. So if, if Manchester United announced now that Marina was going to be our manager next year, how would those players perform, uh, Bobby? Well, yeah, I, right now, well, I, th- I don't think it could get any worse from the Manchester United's point of view. It looks so flat. I, th- I think, actually, if, if the Mourinho announcement came, it might, it might actually be a temporary boost. But we're not going to get... Mourinho isn't going to... I can't... There are reports today that Mourinho is ready to take over before the season is out. I find that very hard to believe that he would want to do that with United in such a you know, state of purgatory pleasantly. I would say, thought you say that. If he comes in and we make fourth, he's a winner and he starts is, as a is. winner, isn't he? Because all you yeah, want is Champions it, it, League. It'd be, it'd be a dismal start though for him, wasn't it? If, yeah, because the odds are presently against it. To come in chasing fourth and you know, narrowly coming fifth would be a pretty well, good start. You see, you're, 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 you, you, how did we start with me being negative, you two being positive, and we are now going to do that <laughs> role reversal thing that we do? I can't believe Jose Mourinho is want to come right now. I could see him beginning work, laying down foundations in the summer. I personally hope he does. But I, I think that's the problem with United at the minute. I do think we're, we're stuck in this unfortunate leadership situation where... Leadership is what we lack. Yeah, leadership. We do. On and, and off the, the pitch. And you've got the option if, everyone's crying for Van Hal's head, if for argument's sake he did go, there's the argument, would Ryan Giggs really want to be caretaker manager again? I'm not sure if he would. I'm not sure if he'd accept it. And then it's like, well, is Jose Mourinho really going to come in right now at this dog end of a miserable season and take us over? I, I would be, I, I'd be surprised. But has he I got think we to... may be stuck with Van Hal to the end. But has he got nothing to lose, Jose? Is he like a goalkeeper in a penalty shootout? He could come yeah. in, and if he doesn't get fourth, it's Van Gaal's fault. If That's he right. gets fourth, he's a, he's a hero, That's and he's right. got a springboard to, lose. to launch into next Oh, I love, I love the theory. Nothing I love the theory. Yeah, I hope it's right. I hope it's right. But I just wonder, I just, whether, I just get the feeling he might be the sort of manager who wants to come in and do his groundwork first. I don't recall, you know, recall him with his other jobs. What do, you think, what do you think he's doing now? He's not, well, Jose Mourinho is not yeah. the kind of guy who's sitting down doing nothing. He's analyzing. The one thing he should analyze, which I think, is himself and say, what is it? Because we learn more, don't we? I'm sorry to turn this into some kind of psychology lesson. But we learn more in failure and disappointment than we do in success. And he lost that dressing room. And when you see Costa playing the way he is now, and, mm. and I suppose Jose Mourinho would have to analyse himself. But you can bet your bottom dollar he's scouting. Uh, he's looking at who's uh, exciting. Yeah. He's going with his uh, trench coat on to watch football games. He, he, he's not pulled out of it, mate. He's not hiding away, I don't think. No, but I think still that I'm sure that, you know, there's every chance that is correct. But actually coming into a football club 
working the place there, but there's a very different scenario. And I just, I think that's, it's a big call to expect him to come in and suddenly, you know, and suddenly wave his wand and for us to finish in the top four. Look, I hope it's true, believe me, but I, I'm not convinced that's the way it's going to fall. Well, what I find very interesting, Robert, and as a journalist you'll know, is that the, the stories that have been fed to the press are that Mourinho is not going to wait around forever. He's sitting mm. waiting for the job. But it could yes. be that his, his, spin, his spin doctors have turned it on its head, that he actually wants to sit it out to the rest of the season, but he doesn't want to be seen to be that person. I wonder. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I mean, his, his agent has got form for that as Propaganda. well. So. All manner of politics is being played. Do we all agree he's out then, Rob? Do we agree that next year, Louis van Gaal will not be the manager of Manchester United? I I think we can say that at the moment. Judging by uh, the chief executive, Ed Woodward, had his, you know his conference call with uh, only last week, the various uh, investors in the team. And the rule was that Louis van Gaal couldn't even be mentioned during that meeting. Uh, They spoke about all their plans for, well, they spoke about forthcoming plans for the academy. They're the huge, huge profits the club are making. But the one thing was off limits was Louis van Gaal. Yeah, but, you can't, say, yeah, but you can't keep that up because Adidas won't carry on. Because this is yeah. th- that was a massive inve- investment over, you know, a multi- multiple years mm. with no re- absolutely yeah. no return. They, they might as well have gone to Leicester, got it for a tenth of the price. They would have had ten times more exciting football. I think there's every chance, though, in those sort of upper echelons that there might be Edward Wood may have said off the record to certain people, I wouldn't be at all surprised. He's certainly not going to be saying anything publicly or to the media presently about his plans. But I do, where money is concerned, don't be surprised if certainly powerful individuals connected to the club are already well aware that Van Hal is, is coming to the end. Well, he's, he's gone next season, absolutely. Mm. But it's, it's a question of whether he's... You seem out. more certain than Robert. Oh, yeah. For me, it's a question of is he out by the end of the month. It's my birthday on February yeah. the 27th. All cards and presents accepted. I, my birthday present I want is the replacement of Van Gaal, and I want it, it by the end of February. For who? It has for who? To happen. For who? For every single if one he, of us. For, I accept that. <laughs> Good answer, by the way. <laughs> but, but who would take his place? Who would take... Oh, okay. Well, do you know what? I think it was revealed on, the pod, on one of our podcasts the other week, the Tottenham podcast, about Pochettino being the, the possible replacement. That would have excited me. The way that he plays attractive football has nurtured an incredible youth academy and set up. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any other manager that's prime to take over the job and has the the balls and the ego to do it apart from jose so let's assume it's going to be jose i think if you're a betting man it would be jose and i think if it is then why wait let's just do it now let's change and galvanize the team so at least we've got a fighting chance of europe next season i I, i'm i'm less impressed i think the man has come from two failures one at real madrid and one certainly at chelsea I think his copybook has been, you know, badly, badly marked. His ego badly bruised. And I think that if he came in... So him and Pep only do three years, right? We know that now because we've seen what happens. And he would have to spend an absolute truckload of money to transform what we've got now into the type of team. He has no... Giving you all the negatives, he has no interest at all in young players. If he were the manager of Tottenham now, half of those kids performing well wouldn't even be in the team. So that's that's the future that you and Robert Meekin mm-hmm. want for my team. <laughs> I think could I, could, could I come in and say <laughs> we went, we're discussing the failure that is Jose Mourinho? Let's just remind ourselves uh, 
He won the league last season with Chelsea. He'd also won the Spanish league with Real Madrid not long the season before he, he went. You look at the teams above us presently, man, the, the managers of Manchester City, Arsenal, managers of Tottenham, managers of Leicester. None of those people have had the success Jose Mourinho has had in recent years. So I think we have to put it in context. And then the context also of does he play attractive football? Can he play the Man United style? Well, actually, at Real Madrid, they scored 121 goals in a season. Just needs good players. Got, they've only got two teams to play against. Barcelona scored 114. When they won the league, it, when Chelsea <laughs> won the league in 2005, they scored 72. United scored 58. All the way through to 2015, they scored 73 goals. United scored 62. They've outscored United on all of their Premier League victories. The man can play attractive football. He's got an ego. He's the only one that can grab those players by the nuts and go, right. You see, you're suggesting that the problem he had, and, and, and I'm sorry for anybody listening, and look, the only way to stop me, Rob and Ben, going on about this is for you to get involved. You know, a lack of contribution from you will only result in us talking more nonsense. <laughs> that will make you shout at your radio. So you make sure you get yours, um, unitedredcast.com. Get your, get your messages in. Here's the thing. First of all, you know the Spanish league only has two, maybe three clubs at the most, right? So when he plays don't forget that, Valencia, Eddie. Well, well <laughs> Gary Neville's Valencia. <laughs> oh, don't yes, forget. yes, don't forget. Got a result the other night. Come on. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> well done to him. But I, I think they're lower now <laughs> than they were when he turned up, and I think that's yeah. all the fans care about. In transition, is that the phrase we always use? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him against Barcelona. You think Barcelona, the free free scoring. Um, Galacticos but Real Madrid 121 to 114 when yeah. they won the league they outscored Messi and Neymar etc so I'm saying the man knows how to score goals he's got an ego it's what United need it's why Van der Sar was the only goalkeeper that could possibly take over from, from Schmeichel none of the others had that dominance that could command that back four yeah, it would be interesting, and uh, but I mean, I have a personal dislike for a guy uh, who does wrong. All of us do wrong, and at some point, uh, with Eva, you know, he should have stood up and gone, "I'm sorry," and found a way, like a man, like a real man, to back out of it with dignity. Yeah, look, that's I, my. I, I remember that's we had my another manager Eddie, who had form for that. It was a Scottish bloke used to run the club. He wasn't notorious for apologising to people. <laughs> he got things wrong. There was that horse, with Rock of Gibraltar. I don't remember him apologising. Yeah, but yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, but I think JP and the Irish Mafia sorted him out over there. I think he found himself in his place very, very quickly over the I Rock of Gibraltar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, 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 you know, happy to be outvoted. I want you to be right. It, just let me just make one final point about this to the two of you. If Jose comes, that's another £200 million pounds that we're going to have to spend on players. You're happy for that? That's, that's pittance. When we've... When we, when, <laughs> When there's a £5.1 billion deal from BT and Sky over the next three years on the table, we are going into a new era of stupid money. We had silly money. This is totally stupid money. You're not going to get £10 million players anymore. The average player is going to cost 30 to £40 million. That's what you're going to get. Do you think there's a tipping point in there? I mean, we, we saw a magnificent story of people power. And any of us, that have, and I know that you've been, Bobby, but anybody who's ever been to Liverpool knows that Liverpool is very different from anywhere else in England. And in the 77th minute, they had about 10,000 fans walk out of a stadium and then you mm -hmm. had the opposing team score two goals and it ended two all. I think that did more than anything to change and shape the way. And then you saw a reaction 
on the pitch, which was 6-0. Now, mm. my suggestion is, with all things, there must be a tipping point. And it isn't like they're getting stupid money, as you call it. And therefore, you, I could say, I bought a ticket for you and Rob and all three of us are going to go and have a drink. And we're going to go and watch a game. Watching a game now, it's a middle class kind of sport. It isn't a working you're, man's sport. Mm. You're assuming that ticket prices are going to go up. There's a, a strong argument to say ticket prices will remain the same, if not lower, because the money, the gates, United only get a piddly £100 million a year from gate receipts. That's not where the majority of the income comes from. Even if they increase those ticket prices, it's still pittance compared to sponsorship, all the business deals. What premiership team has dropped their ticket prices? Well, who's, who's increased them dramatically? No, well, who's, Arsenal, who's increased them significantly? Arsenal are the most expensive team in the Premiership to watch. And we saw this protest in Liverpool wasn't about a whole stand, as I understand it. It was about a few seats in a stance. It was on a point mm. of principle. And what I predict that we will see over the next couple of years is we will be watching on our 42-inch uh, 4K TVs and there will be lots of empty seats uh, in the stadium. I, I, I think that's the future because I think that we've forgotten uh, about the fans. Let's hope Manchester United don't. Let's hope they do make a change because I think we all accept that there is a change that needs to be made, uh, whether it's the, uh, the chairman, whether it's the manager, the assistant manager or the players. Is there a particular player, Robert Meekin, that for you uh, encapsulates the failure tactically, physically, mentally yeah. and ability-wise for Manchester United? Well, with the obvious scapegoat is Memphis, who certainly didn't come cheap. From from memory, about twenty five million quid was spent on him, and of course, he's been a huge disappointment. And now, right, of course, player he of the year in Holland, wasn't he? Yeah, I know exactly. And I'm seeing him play for Holland. I, I, you know, if you, when, when I heard he was coming, I was delighted. I thought this is just the sort of bloke we need. And play on the flank through the middle. Obviously, scoring a lot of goals in the Dutch league, admittedly an easier league, but still top goal scorer. I believe it looked like a really sound investment in an up and coming. European player, uh, so yeah, so obviously that optimism is presently been severely tested. It's very difficult to see at the moment him coming through it. He looks like he has no confidence. I don't think it's fair to say he doesn't care, but I don't think he quite knows what he's doing anymore. So I think that that pretty much symbolises it. But then I'd, I'd, another player, I have to say, who's increasingly uh, disappointing in recent is Schneidling who I, I was really pleased to get when he arrived. But it's another example of a, of a guy coming into the Louis van Gaal team and only looking 60% of the player he was when he played elsewhere. It, I mean, all if anyone back saw to him, the manager. All back to the yeah, manager. Well, he saw when he played for Southampton, again, he looked like, because we've been screaming out for the last couple of years, we need a combative, intelligent defensive midfielder. We haven't had a top one for a while. Since and Pogba. I thought, yeah, Schneid, yeah Schneid, Schneidling looked like he could be, you know, it could be on the money there. And I have to say, the way he was being barged off the ball uh, against Sunderland, you know, the fact we were being bullied in the middle of the park, it was just, you know, slightly pitiful. So he'd be another one at the minute. I, would, I have to say, just disappointed with that. I had great hopes for him. Yeah, but won't you see Welbeck go and score for Arsenal? And you yeah. hear about Chikorita, Van Persie, and all the people, and of course, uh, Maria. And then you're going to go... Well, who are the players? I mean, I suppose the, the boy, Martial, has done okay. Yes. But, you know, he's got more losers and more dummies than he's got successes on his CV at the minute. So I suppose, yeah, you're right. Let's, let's get rid of the manager. And once you decide to get rid of somebody, I think the sooner you get rid of them, the better. Would you get rid of him now then, Rob? Nay, I would. I mean, if... if um 
if Giggs would agree to be caretaker manager till the end of the season, I think that would make sense. I might, the, the reason I'm hesitating is because I'm not sure Giggs will want to do that. I don't think he'll see himself as a second-class citizen who has to be a caretaker manager for a second time, waiting for another star manager to arrive. If that can be agreed, yeah, but, but hold I, would, on a I would take it. He's not got, got the balls to walk and be manager of Man United. Yeah, he's, got, he's done nothing to, no, but never to suggest that he is a critic. these people, though, because, I mean, I think he's... Uh, yeah, if he starts taking on the reputation for always being the caretaker when Manchester United mess up until they find someone else to come in, I'm just not convinced. If he agrees, because I don't, I don't know what goes on in his head, if he agrees, yeah, I'd go tomorrow and say gigs to the end of the season, Mourinho takes over in June. Yeah, we, we've seen that with, I suppose, Trevor Brook in West Ham and yeah. Alan Shearer in Newcastle. Do you think they're, they're, their reputations were managed? I mean, they, cl- clearly they were both clubs, you know, in West Ham and Newcastle that they loved. W- were their reputations damaged by stepping in and kind of t- doing the caretaker role, do you think, Ben? Yeah. <clears throat> You think so? <laughs> word? Yeah, really? I do. No, I think their reputations as um, as the legendary players um, are at risk, and I think it's the risk that that will be a risk for gigs, and certainly something worth considering. But I, I think the, one of the major points here is the ability to, to attract star quality players to United. Can gigs do it? Have you got European uh, greats who are dying to play for gigs? No, that's the problem. And um, if he does become caretaker manager. It's a you know it is waiting for somebody else and I'd it, I'd feel sorry for gigs I don't think there's an upside there that's why I would bring in whoever the big hitter is right now and if it is Mourinho then fine because he has the ability at least to bring in um, in the summer the big names and that's what it's going to be all about but this is why I think that we're always chasing our tail we had it when we ended up bringing Fellaini at the end of the transfer window for mm-hmm. silly silly money. Now, you know, Pep Guardiola, we knew he was going to become available. Man City got in there. They made the deal. You know, whether it be Conte or whoever it is, Chelsea are making the deal as we speak. Mm-hmm. They are making that deal. Mm-hmm. And you get the feeling that Man United are waiting for something to happen. I mean, I, I might be wrong, Bob, but that's the sense mm. I get. What do they say in Manchester Evening News up there? Any sense no. as to what's going on? Well, yes, sir. I tell you again, the Manchester Evening News traditionally was very cautious in the Ferguson days of being that critical of the team for obvious reasons. It was a winning, winning club then. I've uh, been, you know, some of their, you know, their uh, most prominent uh, writers are very damning of Van Hal, quite openly, and you know, c- you know, calling for him to go now. In certain cases, I think the feeling is that Mourinho is on his way, but I also think the feeling is that is it that Mourinho is only prepared to come, as I say. At the, at the beginning of next season, you know, in the pre-season, is he really wanting to come now? Yeah, it'd be brilliant if he could arrive on his chariot now and come in and galvanise the team and get us into fourth. I'm just not sure, and that seems to be the feeling that I get as well, that, that, that they, they, they suggest that, yeah, Mourinho wants the job, but he wants to come and have a full pre-season with them and do it that way. Mm. Let's, um, unless we've got anything else more broadly to say about the match against another <laughs> We haven't, we haven't broken down the match for obvious reasons against uh, Sunderland. I, I think let's uh, look forward, shall we? Because uh, I don't know. I want yes, to look yes. forward. I want to say the future is bright. The future is orange. But I, I can't do any of that stuff. Enough about we, 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 we've got we've got <laughs> we've got a match in the Europa League. I mean, I'm getting mercilessly teased. <laughs> 
Eddie, you've got to keep the mood up when you see Europa League. I know, I know, but it's like... You can't sound suicidal when you say the word. They're earmarks. At least they'll be able to boost their earmarks, won't they? They'll get great (laughs) deal. Yeah. Earmarks and they'll have a nice... Danish culture. Yeah, apparently we've got the uh, map of Europe from uh, Tottenham to to navigate the Europa League. They're, they're, (laughs) They're very confident they're going to be in a Champions League. Uh, and next year, uh, would not, any of us know anything about this team that I can barely pronounce? What is it? Uh, uh, Michiland or whatever? They're, they're Danish and there'll be some good looking people in the vicinity. <laughs> That's about as much as I can say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Then. But, but at least, I mean, there is some respite. I mean, lots of people are taking their plays. I know Crystal Palace are doing it, Newcastle are doing it. Warm weather training in terms of, of this time of year, getting them out, getting some bonding going. I think we could do uh, some of that. Maybe they'll do it as they're playing cards on the plane. Uh, Shrewsbury mm. also. <coughs> all, Shrewsbury also. So, I mean, mm. we've still, still got a chance in the FA Cup. Nice draw there, Ben. Yeah, True. But if we won the FA Cup and that was our total silverware for the, for the rest for the season, would you be happy? Well, hold on, hold on. I, I, the, 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 the West Ham manager said something really interesting the other day. They said to him, do you want fourth or do you want the FA Cup? Now, and everybody would say fourth tradition. He said the FA Cup. He said, listen, the fourth is great financially for the club and I understand all of that. But to actually have a cup, lift the cup in the air and say, we have won this – as a stepping stone. I mean, how much did winning the FA Cup help Arsenal to build and to, to mm. for him to be able to say, look, we did win something. Or we, You know, people have been saying that all along when he was playing these sub kind of strength teams. But to actually hold the FA Cup, mm. it, that does give Van Hull a way to go, look, I won the FA Cup. But I, could, I just hated the British press. I hated the way they behaved. Um, you know, I promised my wife I wouldn't even do this, so I, I can't be bothered. It makes him believe that his legacy is still in place. He, he ends as a success. Marino comes. The fans are happy. And everything is rosy in that big old garden. A, why would, why would we want him to think that his legacy was a success? B, for West Ham winning the FA Cup, great. That would be a massive for them. But I would rather have a gateway to the biggest prize in, yeah. in, in sport than a trophy. That's Why? Sitting. You're not going to win. Are this Manchester United team going to win the Champions League? Can we get into the Champions League for next season and give it a go? Fine, forget that. We get, we get fourth. Right, let's do that. Let's yeah. do the miracles, do mm. happen, and we pass... I hate all of the teams above us, the bar Leicester. But let's say we pass Man City because that makes it really nice, yeah? And we get there fourth. As we stand, do you have any hope that we'll get through to quarterfinal, semi-final, out of group stages? No, we can't do ourselves well, justice. We win might, the we, FA we, Cup and build. You've got to be in it to win it. We, we might have a bloke who's won the European Cup twice as well as manager by then, just to add a more oh, optimistic exactly. note. So if, we, if, if we sneak over the line. I think, And I, as a, as a United fan, my happiest memories as a United fan probably are FA Cup finals. As a kid, I was there when Norman Whiteside put it in the back of the net in yep. 85. My favourite memory probably is a United fan. And I do. So I love the FA Cup, but it infuriates me that we've been so gutless in that, in that tournament in recent, over the last decade. But where Manchester United are supposed to be, the state of the modern game, you have to say that getting in the top four, being in the Champions League places, is more important than winning the FA Cup. And I'm a sort of an FA Cup loyalist, but I would no way swap an FA Cup win for fourth place. We've got to be back in. We've got to be in that tournament. It is embarrassing. It totally inept. A side of United's wealth and size can't even be in the leading European tournament. Well, they said it. Will we beat Shrewsbury? 
I think we'll edge them. If you watch Shrewsbury, they can be ruthless. If we can get a shot on target... <laughs> If we get a shot on target before half-time, I'll be very happy. Maybe it's better that we play some of the kids who aren't used to the philosophy of the manager. And maybe they go out there and try and actually score a blooming goal. I mean, that might be the way forward. Uh, well, uh, we want to be upbeat, but it, it has been a, cha- a challenging one today. Sorry yes. anybody listening has been brought down. But look, we have got to, uh, w- w- one would imagine, easier matches. And, you know, there is... Uh, uh, such a thing as the winning habit. Uh, and even if it's lower league opposition in order to put us in a position where we get more used to winning, where people get used to scoring or even having a go at shooting in the other half, uh, then that is something that we, we celebrate. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much, Ben. Uh, con- Robert, we need to congratulate this man. He's just got married. I think it's congratulate. Is that what I mean? Or you, you do. Don't be so jaded, Eddie. You know, it's congratulations, Eddie, technically. Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever anybody else says, I think it's going to be okay. Thanks. No, that's so you've reassuring. Been, you've I was been very you. brave. You're very well, well brave. Yeah, no, I wasn't quite sure until you've just given me that well confidence. I've been married 10 years, mate, and uh, that one day is the best year of those 10 days. The wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Bobby, well, look, you're really hoping fan. Mrs. Nestor doesn't listen no, to the No, show. one day she'll I mean, listen. I mean, I'd like to hear just in case. How close are you now, mate? Hmm? <laughs> you hear that answer? <laughs> to well, get, someone to else get might to... be listening to this. All right. So let's, yeah. let's, let's be quiet. You're a coward. <laughs> uh, listen, th- thanks, Bob. Thanks uh, to you, Ben. Cheers. And to everybody listening, Cheers. until next time, come on, you Reds. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.